Welcome to Account Trends, everybody. I'm Jason Stein with Intuit Accountants. My co-host, David Bergstein, and I are excited to be with you every couple of weeks to share the latest news, interesting perspectives, and hottest trends in the tax and accounting world. We'll have special guests on the show to help break these trends down and give you food for thought as you find new ways to deliver for your clients. But most importantly, we plan on having some fun while doing it. Welcome. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We have a a very special guest with us today, Mr. Randy Crabtree. Uh, Welcome, Randy. Thanks for being here. Jason, thanks for having me. And with us, as always, Mr. David Bergstein, CPA, CITP, and Alphabet Soup. How are you today, sir? I'm doing wonderful. I'm looking forward to hear what Randy has to say. He's the man around town. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Randy, uh, so r- let's jump right in. And, and uh, I'm I'm eager for you to share with uh, our listeners. Tell us uh, your your journey and and tell us the, the story of Randy Crabtree and how you came to be and, and what you're focused on. Well, I was born 60 years ago, and uh, all right, we'll, we'll we'll skip forward to Dark and uh, stormy night, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll skip forward to career. So I'm a CPA. Uh, I was for the longest time a generalist CPA, you know, doing tax and accounting. And 15 years ago, started a uh, well, basically merged my firm in with another, which is the sign of the times forever. Now everybody's merging, and and it it hasn't just been today; it's it's been around for a while. But we merged our firm in with someone else 16 years ago, and 15 years ago, I started a specialty tax consulting firm called Trimerit, and and so that's what I am today. I, I went from a generalist to a specialist, and loving it. Wonderful. So tell us about Trimerit. What 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 services do you provide? So it is it is specialty tax consulting firm. I think we call ourselves the specialty tax professionals. What we do is we support CPAs, tax preparers by enabling them to be able to bring different opportunities to their their clients. So we started solely as an R&D tax credit firm 15 years ago and after, you know, I'm uh, it Sometimes it takes me a while to realize that we should do something different. After about 200,000 times, uh, CPA is asking me what else we could uh, help them with. We we decided we should add other services. So in addition to R&D, over the years, we've added cost seg, um, some energy incentives, 179D for commercial buildings, 45L for residential property, uh, WOTSI, the Work Opportunity Tax Credit, and the, the hot topic of the moment uh, for about a year and a half now has been the Employee Retention Credit. So we've done a lot of work with that as well. Yeah, we've had some other guests talk about that as well. Go ahead, David. You know, since you're heavy into what well, call a tax advisory is especially, how, how do you propose to accountants? Do you sell to businesses or just to accountants? And what's your proposition to the accountant to help them be more in the advisory space? Well, so so traditionally, so I came out of public accounting. Traditionally, my whole idea was we are not going direct to taxpayers. That's not, as a CPA, I was like, I don't want someone coming to my client to sell tax services. I would get a little bit nervous about what's going on there. Um, So what this is traditionally, and then I'll I'll tell you what's going on today. But traditionally, we've gone through the CPA firm, through the tax preparer. We build a relationship with them. They realize we know what we're talking about. Um, But our whole goal when we're working with the CPA and CPA, EA, tax preparer, I'll always say CPA, but you, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. When we're working with them, the way we look at this is we're not the hero. We're not the, we're not the one that just saved your client $100,000. We're not the one that got a refund for a million dollars with ERC. 
you as the tax preparer, you as the CPA brought this to them. You brought the opportunity. We are behind the scenes. Well, not technically behind because usually our contracts with the client, but we're there on your behalf. You brought us in, you identified it. And so that's what we, that's what we want to do. And so that's how we've gone traditionally over the last few years as businesses evolved, you know, during the pandemic and other ways, and really a lot due to ERC, we've been going more direct to taxpayers as well, just based on the offerings. But my first call still wants to be to that, that tax preparer. You know, I see it as you're a great resource for CPAs because I'm a solo practitioner, but small, medium, or large, I do a lot of tax returns. And when I see a client that's in the restaurant business or any kind of retail business and they have salary, you know, I think that's where you can really help the CPA. If they identify they have a payroll somewhere, how do you help them if they have a payroll but don't know about everything? Yeah, so so my big deal is education. Actually, I I a lot of that I got from Mr. Bergstein here. He's he's a big educator and and he's uh, I've known him a long time and I really appreciate uh, all the knowledge he's given me over the years. So my whole thing is about education. And so I'm constantly I'm out on webinars, I'm podcasts like this. I have my own podcast. I write articles. I I I do virtual conferences. They may be starting to be in person. And we give all this stuff away free to, to you know, uh, tax preparers, all this information, share your knowledge. That's a big mantra of mine, share your knowledge. You have it, you know, share it. If somebody else thinks they can do it the same, go ahead. That's fine. You've educated them, but they'll see it's pretty complex. So, so what we do is we're just out there constantly sharing our knowledge and people realize after, you know, you know, hearing it, that we're there to help them. We do, some, and you, you mentioned this earlier, David, you know, what else is in it for the CPA? Well, Obviously, it's they're helping their clients, but we actually have programs in place where we have fee share arrangements as well. Because again, as I as I said before, they're identifying the opportunity. They're part of this whole process, and this is not something that they should be giving free to their their clients. Uh, um, and so we're able to help them with some fee share arrangements as well. Yeah, so that's the part that I love about what you do, Randy. Is the you're really leaning into uh, this this tax advisory trend, which I think is really important. Uh, for people to pay attention to, because we've been talking about advisory, you know, for 20, 30 years as a, this nebulous concept, right? Right, uh, right. But what you've done is you, you've built a powerful business model around helping, you know, small businesses and families understand and proactively look at taking advantage of tax strategies. So can you talk a little bit more about how you partner with um, the, with the firms and Sort of why do they bring you in versus just do it themselves? Well, so so we uh, let me answer the, the last one first. The reason they'll bring us in is just because the things we do are very, they're really complex. And a lot of them are actually engineering based. If you look at 179D45L cost segregation, R&D, there's an engineering aspect to all of those. Watsi and it, employee retention credit, not as much, well, not at all on those two, but the other four engineering based. So we really could be somewhat looked at as a, an outsource engineering specialty tax firm because of those four areas. And, and CPA firms in general, are not going to be hiring engineers to you know be on staff to analyze what somebody's doing from an R and D tax credit standpoint to analyze, break down a building into components and determine which build which components I could depreciate faster from a from a cost seg and once I mean idea four five so so first that's the first thing it's it's 
very complex, very intricate, and there's usually a skill set that most CPA firms just don't have, that engineering aspect. So, so that's one aspect of, of why they bring us in. And then from a teaming up standpoint, we consider ourselves an extension of their team. You know, it is, we don't, we don't typically get, hey, we just heard about Trimerit yesterday and now today we're working with Trimerit. It is a, it is a process of building a relationship, building the trust, having them realize that we have that knowledge that's important for them to bring to their clients. And so as that relationship builds and grows, we really feel like we are actually part of the team. And, and, and it, it really is. I mean, we have really good communication with, a, you know, big portion of the CPA firms we work with. And, and that's, that's the way we look at it. It's not, in my mind, it's not them thinking, oh, we got to bring in an outsourced partner for this now. It's like, oh yeah, we got to bring in Trimerit, who we've done a lot of work with. We're comfortable with them and we know they do a great job for our clients. Right. And it's specific situations, right? So you're not generalists no. uh, in the tax advisory space. And so what I, what I think is cool about your model is you're actually out there enabling folks to to you know, learn how to do this in in these specific areas, uh, so that they can they can serve their clients, and, and you're taking it to the next level, right? It's it's not just here's some free tax advice as I deliver your tax return. It's yep. hey, you're in this specific type of business, and you could benefit from a deeper dive into how do we better uh, help you, you know, minimize your tax liabilities in this area. Yep. Um. Because because I think you mentioned it right. There's there's so many folks out there just doing it just for free. Like here's free advice, and mm-hmm. what you've done is you've you've flipped the model successfully, and and been able to help accounting firms say no 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 yeah we're we're doing your taxes or whatever we're doing bookkeeping sure but the 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 big value that we can bring to the table not just as our own firm but also with the connections that we have because I talk about this all the time about building a strong network and leaning on your network of, of connections, people like you to say, Hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put you, you know, into this, this, um, program or whatever, you know, usually people do it like a subscription base. Hey, we're going to do this over the course of, you know, several years and we're going to meet quarterly or monthly. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to take, take you through the strategies that you can take advantage of and help you implement them. Right. What I what I do a lot, and so I may have mentioned this to you before we got online, or maybe a week or two ago. I've been doing a, a webinar or in person presentation lately, what I call speed dating with credits and incentives, and it's just me going through, kind of like you're saying, educating on all these different opportunities. You know, how can you help your taxpayer, your client save money? But what I say at the beginning is, I mean, in an hour, there's no way I'm going to make you an expert in this. My goal is to help you identify a client that qualifies for this, a client that qualifies for that. And then you go to them and you play matchmaker and, and try to see if you can match up this incentive with this taxpayer and you just save them $50,000. They come in your office, give you a big bear hug and, and that's a happy <laughs> client. Um, and so that's my goal. Educate you on what this is, who the clients are you should be looking at, what the benefit is, and then take that and do something with it. Let's take that one step further with your speed dating. How yeah. would you educate? Let's let's do some speed dating. How do you educate them on? Let's just pick two of our topics: employee retention credit or a work opportunity credit. How do you educate them to let them know they have that possibility? 
Yep. Well, David, I'm going to switch it on you because R&D, I'm going to go with that one first because that is my, that's my biggest passion is R&D tax credits. Other than the last year and a half, ERC has been my entire life. So let's concentrate on those two. I'll start my presentation with, okay, R&D tax credit. What is this? Well, First, you should be thinking of clients that are in the manufacturing setting, software development setting, in the architecture, engineering space. Those are your four major clients. So if you have any clients in those four areas, you want to think about them. But you're going to see R&D tax credits in places you don't expect to find them, usually based around software. And an example I'll give is a, uh, this is a personal thing to me. I'm part owner of a craft beer bar in Chicago, which is also a liquor store. We, during the pandemic, we've always had an online store. During the pandemic, it became this robust online store where we're doing shipping across the country, local pickups. And we were always doing shipping across the country, but basically big, robust online store now. And so we had to develop software to make the POS or to allow the POS system to talk to the inventory system, to talk to the accounting system, to talk to FedEx, to talk to the shipping system, talk to the online big commerce system. All these had to communicate to make this seamless. And that that involved software development. And so now a bar is taking an R&D tax credit, which you never would have thought about before. And so that's what I'm saying. So I try to educate you on who the main ones are and then don't. Stop there. You're going to have to dig deeper into your client base. So that that's you know the setup of it. That's how I go. If you want me to tell you ERC, I can, but I know we don't have all day. Well, let's, I want let's, you to tell me I about buying craft about beer now. Leave <laughs> <laughs> the craft beer for later. Well, yeah. and what, what I also love about your story is it's it's a prime example of of successfully pivoting um, in the pandemic crisis that we were dealing with. You know. Yep. Um, so I love, I love that story. Yeah, actually I do though want to get into ERC a little bit. Can you talk more about that? Cause that's been a big yep. deal over the last you know year. Let's talk about it because ERC, I can get on my soapbox and I'll try not to get too high on the soapbox. The ERC, cause I'm going to start not on the soapbox. ERC is a huge opportunity for taxpayers. A little bit of soapbox item, not everybody qualifies. There is so much misinformation out there right now that I'm hearing everybody in the whole country qualifies because of this, that, or the other thing. Not the case. Not true. But you can qualify if you had a reduction in revenue, significant reduction in the year 2020 or the year 21, you know, and and it doesn't have to be due to COVID even. You just have to show you had this reduction in revenue. Or, and this is confusion, or because people think I didn't have a reduction in revenue, therefore I don't qualify for the employee retention credit. Not the case. If you were under some government mandate that restricted your ability to conduct your business as normal, you could very well qualify for the term of that restriction. And I'm going to stick with the beer theme here because this is pretty interesting as well. If I looked at financial statements, you know, I'm looking at my QuickBooks, I'm looking at my financial statements on the surface, and I see that this business had no reduction in revenue. In fact, they had an increase in revenue. I hear so many people think, say, my client doesn't qualify for the employee retention credit because their revenue went up. Not true. I'll give you an example. Our bar and liquor store, bar was under restrictions March 17th, 2020, June 11th of 21 capacity restrictions. For a while, it was zero. For a while, it was 50% capacity. So we had restrictions placed on us. You know, Based on what we were just talking about, the liquor store went crazy. That went through the roof. 
And we started doing a bunch of virtual graph, craft beer tastings, online stuff, just other ways. Like you were saying, Jason, pivoted. We pivoted and started doing other things. If you look at the financial statement, revenue is up overall significantly, even with the bar being shut down. And because the bar was shut down under a restriction, the entire business qualifies, even though revenue went up and profitability went up. And so that's confusion. But you still have to show a portion of your business was affected. Again, not everybody qualifies, but it's a, a great incentives, the dollar values. I mean, if, if you have a 10-person business, and let's say you qualify the entire period for the employee retention credit, which is basically March of 20 through September of 21. There's a little bit of variation on that, but that's pretty much the period. So we're looking at six quarters. That 10-person business could have $260,000 of refunds coming, and it's refunds. It's not credits I have to use in the future. It's refund checks. So that's why this is such an exciting area. If you qualify, the dollars can be large. Great, great, great example. You make it sound very easy. Now you got people's attention when they listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you, you were making me think about like, well, what's, what's the rationale behind that? Well, you know, if your business was restricted, who's to say your revenue wouldn't have been much better in the bar in addition to the online sales, right? Right. But yeah, we just have to prove. There's a rule that says we have to show more than a nominal impact to the restrictions. More than nominal impact means more than 10% of my 2019 revenue was affected. Bar was 40% of my 2019 revenue. That was affected. The entire business qualifies. So um, how, how did that impact your, your firm in, um, in focusing on the, the ERC with uh, you know, fellow CPA firms? Yeah, so this was the thing that, that honestly, when this... The change happened at the end of 2020 in the Consolidated Appropriation Act. This was a huge change that originally, this was defined in the CARES Act. If you took a PPP loan, you could not do the employee retention credit. So everybody ignored the employee retention credit because everybody took a PPP loan. That's mm -hmm. just the way it was. That changed at the end of 20. Retroactively, they said, okay, we changed our mind. And you know, Congress said, we changed our mind. You can now go back and do both of these. When this came out, the end of December, I started reading it uh, first week in January. And yeah, I'm geeky. I read tax uh, legislation. But uh, I was reading this. I'm going, this is unbelievable. This opportunity is huge. And these businesses need this. And, and I just got enthralled with it. And I couldn't stop researching it. And I had no intention at that time of making this a service. This was just something back to education. If I can learn this, I'm gonna, I'll talk to people about it. I'll educate them on it. And then, you know, we actually thought, well, maybe we'll just, you know, some of our clients will need this. We'll outsource it. We'll find a teammate to outsource this to or another business. And then after looking at it, it's like, you know what? We're, we're really good at what we do when it creates incentives. This is one that a lot of people are going to need help. Let's build out this program. So we built it out. And it honestly was our largest revenue generator last year. And we're a fairly large business. It was our lar it'll be our largest revenue generator this year as well. And we've put over $200 million back into businesses at this point. And, and I wouldn't be surprised that's hit 500 million before it's all done. In turn, that translates to revenue for CPA firms that bring their clients in, right? 
Yep, because we do the fee share. And they don't have the times. CPAs have been through it three straight years of tax season. It hasn't ended. And they don't have the time plus the expertise because this is not a this is not a one plus one equals two. Boom, we got the credit. There's a lot of interplay between other credits and incentives and PPP and idle loans and restaurant revitalization grants and other grants and HHS, uh, Medicare. So there's all kinds of things that interplay. And so they just don't have the time to become an expert at this, which most of our services are like that. What a, what an incredible impact. You know, we, we our mission at Intuit is power prosperity around the world, right? And what you just described was a $500 million impact to businesses and families on top of several million in impact to revenue for yourself as your firm and, uh, you know, fellow accounting firms. Talk about, talk about really making a difference in people's financial lives. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we've, we've probably done, you know, over, I'm sure over a million dollars of fee sharing with CPA firms and probably one more than that. So, so it's, it's, it's helped everybody and it's a program out there. And, you know, it's, it's at the beginning, we had some people say, well, I don't know, do I need this? If you qualify, take advantage of it. You know, that's the way I look at it. If you don't qualify, don't. And I'm seeing too much of people pushing companies to take advantage of this that don't qualify. That's my soapbox. I try not to get too high on that, but that's that's an issue going on out there right now. Well, no, I think that's that's helpful advice because, well, it's, you know, what you just described sounds like, a you know, a dream. Uh, it's important to do the diligence up front before you start just running with that. Yes, definitely. Hey, for, for people listening to this podcast, that they wanted to get educated more, and get a lot more detail, how would they go about finding out more information from you? Well, so they can come to just to our websites, which is try T-R-I-M-E-R-I-T.com. I forgot how to spell there for a second. Um, and we actually have, I do webinars constantly. In fact, I just did a webinar on ERC. I was trying to get away from ERC webinars because I thought I was doing too many. And it's always my highest, uh, uh, at this point, uh, attended webinars. So we're doing another one this next month as well. Um, and this is going to be going on for another year and a half still where people could take advantage of this. So, so you know, we're on, we have a YouTube channel. We are starting a, a TikTok channel now where I am just doing two or three minute uh, on ERC and R&D and other things. So start with the website and then you could probably LinkedIn. I put a lot of stuff on LinkedIn as well. Outstanding. Brandy, thank you for, for coming on the show today and, and sharing this, you know, valuable information and knowledge with us. Uh, so there you have it, folks. Uh, still got some runway on this. I encourage you to go check out, uh, go connect with Randy, go go check out his resources, dig in on this a little bit and, and uh, you know, and then make sure you're doing your diligence to, to you know, recommend this to the right clients. And then if it's the right opportunity to, to partner together or, or however that looks like, um, you know, there's, there's good opportunity here. So Randy, thanks so much for being on the show today. Jason, David, thanks for having me. I look forward to talking with you again, sir. Me too. David, always a pleasure. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review. If you want to learn more about any of the topics discussed on the show, visit intuitaccountants.com forward slash podcast. 
Account Trends is produced and edited by Luke Johnston. Copyright Intuit 2022.